Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Here it is, another episode of I Want Your Flex. We're going to have some fun with this one. Um, we'll be pulling our hair out for half the episode, and then we will be thanking our lucky stars for the other half because Mike Harmon, Ryan Bershinger, and myself are going to be talking about the players that we have loved to love and loved to hate so far this season. Most frustrating players that we've had on our teams and the players that we've thoroughly enjoyed having on our fantasy teams. I know there could be a lot of candidates uh, for for these uh, nominees, Mike, but this is going to be fun because I think there's going to be some interesting names that may not be at the top of rankings, but for some reason or another maybe have just shined or didn't shine as much on your fantasy team this year. Yeah, I, I think what, what's been curious, like the ebb and flow and, and trying to smooth things out, like we talk about it all the time from a rankings perspective, you know, before the season is like, all right, just to the aggregate, is my guy going to end up top 10? 
But then once we get into in-season roster management, the roller coaster ride is maddening. Where, you know, the, hey, you got your three points. Hey, you got 30. That's going to look great when it evens out at the end of the year. And it's like, he was tight end four. Like, no, but week to week, I wanted to, you know, punch myself in the face for having to make the choice. Uh, Bruce, you got some names that just immediately came to the top of your head? Um, I think with the guys that I've struggled with the most, um, one would be Miles Sanders, and I think that we're You're diving in right now. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's go after it, because um, uh, and I think that this is also just a, a good a frustration with the running back position as a whole. One of my teams is just completely decimated at running back. Sure, where I've had to start Kenneth Gainwell in two straight weeks because. I have no other option. Um, losing Kyron Williams to injury, which Kyron Williams would make my love list. Uh, he unfortunately can't because of the injury, but I, I have loved having him. Um, but yeah, just the frustrations with running back as a whole, and I think Miles Sanders does really embody that rather nicely, where uh, the team invested in him. He was going into a situation where it seemed like he was going to be the lead guy um, in an offense that was going to have to depend on their veterans, which they have with uh, with Adam Thielen. And he, when he's been healthy, he just really hasn't gotten it going very much at all. Uh, and to the point where now it looks like he's maybe just been completely passed up. Um, so I think the the frustration, especially with Sanders, was for the last couple weeks feeling like he's a guy that I can't start, but I also can't really cut him because he doesn't seem like a guy who is cuttable in the climate of, of the way running backs are and the fact that you look at the guy and you think he should be at least somewhat close to what he was last season. He, the, the team definitely invested in him as if they were going to use him that way, and they just simply haven't been able to because he hasn't been that good and has also been hurt. He is a guy that I had as a holdover for a few years mm-hmm. when he was with the Eagles. And so I, I, I could not pick the right week to play him because right when I sure. would get fed up with him, I'd bench him and then he'd have like two 70 yard runs, yep. you know, and then you're like, man, what is going on? Uh, uh, here, here's my advice for Miles Sanders. Uh, do cut him. Yeah. And then whoever picks him up, just relish in their misery because it <laughs> truly is like it, it is. It is such an absolute headache. I don't have the same sort of feelings uh it's not the similar situation of miles sanders because this guy's actually been on this team for a while and he actually had one good week unfortunately it was week one but having aaron jones oh yeah uh on on my roster has been nothing but a pure headache because not only is the injury situation been foggy at different times throughout the year now that he's back on the field they're doing nothing absolutely nothing i thought he was going to provide them a shot in the arm through the bye week and then the two games that he's had since then have been nothing burgers and so like having aaron jones on my team it's been an absolute headache this season because i've been on the other side of that i've got the the aj Dillon side thinking that (laughs) the i mean look just philosophically yeah become the run game to stabilize things to make things easier on jordan love seem like elemental football 101 and then they've been able to do nothing in the ground game with either of them. And Dylan had several games to himself and still grossly underperformed. Uh, two other running backs from from my world. I got a couple of wide receivers uh, to put on the airing of grievances uh, as well. Derrick Henry, one game over 20 fantasy points this year. 
and it took a passing touchdown when he did that jump pass <laughs> to do it, right? Yeah. And then Rashad White down there in Tampa. Now, a lot of questions of of how good the Tampa squad would be, and they've had their moments, and certainly Evans and Godwin remain the focal points. But thinking, all right, White's a guy that if this is going to work, that he'd have ample workload and be able to to put up some points. Four games this year with fewer than 11 fantasy points. Now, the last two weeks, a total of 13 receptions have, have made him at least a viable RB2, and hopefully the, that activity in the passing game continues. But, you know, overall, just grossly disappointing to add to the running back woes. I'm also close to wanting to cut Damian Pierce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that we touched a little bit on him and Devin Singletary in a previous episode, but I also look at the value of Pierce and coming down the stretch of of who they play in the fantasy playoffs. Like Tennessee's secondary, you can get something on them, but they are pretty good against the run. Right. Uh, Cleveland's pretty good as well. Uh, That's who they play in weeks 15, 16, and 17. And prior to that, they have the Jets in week 14. So if if you don't do anything at Damian Pierce in a stretch where you've got Arizona, Jacksonville, and Denver coming up after these games against the Buccaneers and Bengals, um, there's no value. Like like it's just you're you're hoping that maybe he shows up in four games and he's been so much of a headache right now and now it seems like there's a timeshare. Yeah, I'm kind of done with Damian Pierce in Houston. Uh, looking at receiver. Uh, I, I fortunately do not have any shares of him, but I'd imagine um, the frustration is very real for managers out there. And that's that's with Chris Olave, uh, because, you know, the talent, uh, you you know, the the ability and the the offense that he's in should cater to his ability. And it's the fact that, like, when you look at his target totals. You would think it's it's so hard because obviously targets are it can be anything it could be thrown you know ten yards over the receiver's head and still be considered a target. But we as as fantasy players use targets so heavily because it gives an indication of at least how much they could be involved in the offense. Right. Um, You're just thinking about that picture, the shot of the the ball hitting him in the helmet. Yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> that, that's the one that's just been vexing you for the yeah. last twenty four plus hours. <laughs> Look at a couple these games he had two weeks ago 15 targets and that translated to seven catches for 57 yards and and when you have that level of a target share and, and to have it be at that low you you feel very disappointed with that of course his his game against the bucks one catch for four yards on six targets like it, it's unfortunately with you've seen now especially with Kamara joining the uh, rejoining that offense uh Derek Carr is just checking it down like crazy and he's turned Alvin Kamara into a PPR monster again um, so it, it's not really something that's catering as well to Olave's talents as people thought it was going to. Uh, so, yeah, it must be very frustrating to see what happens with Olave on a weekly basis, knowing what could be there. Yeah, I think the other part to that is you're seeing uh, Rashid Shaheed and his yeah. productivity, right, mm-hmm. on, on deep balls. Big plays. Right, yeah. huge, huge plays, right, just not, not a huge catch count. Mm-hmm. but impactful. And they're watching going, well, why can't he hook up with Alave like that? And certainly that, that frustration is there, and we've seen it aired out on the field. Uh, we, we could talk about Devontae Adams. That one's just the low-hanging fruit 
uh, to a, a, a lot of this. But I'll go to DK Metcalf. Oh, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I took the words right out of my right, mouth. I mean, yeah. I, I've heavily invested in him in in my leagues this year. The positive side, you know, I've got a couple of guys that are consistently on my rosters, but DK Metcalf, a guy uh, on the wrong side, uh, certainly time and again. And then Traylon Burks, I expected more from. Now he's missed time due to injury, and maybe my thought of what the arrival of DeAndre Hopkins and working opposite him would be, but when he's been on the field, he's been a nothing. And while it wasn't a heavy investment, uh, I made it on a couple of rosters thinking a number two option would be a viable WR3 or WR4, depending on the league setup. And right now it's the – is – is it just cut bait altogether? Because most of the leagues I'm in are the heavy roster, mm-hmm. right? So there's 20 guys on these rosters. So I was like, all right, is there anything better sitting on the waiver wire that would allow me to just cut him so I don't have to look at the name anymore? Do any of you guys have Calvin Ridley on any teams? I have him on two. Yeah. Okay. Has he been annoying? Because Oh, he's there. Yeah, he's there too, especially yeah, I when would... you know that Christian Kirk's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the the misconception, I think, right? I mean, it, with yeah, Ridley had the week one, and and Kirk, I believe, didn't do anything in in week one, right. and it's completely changed. And I mean, you know, you even saw against Pittsburgh again, Evan Ingram, and you know, Zay Jones hasn't been available, but you thought everybody was going to go down a spot because Calvin Ridley came in, and then after week one, you're like. Oh, yeah, look at how that's going. And that hasn't gone that. But I still hear people talking about Calvin Ridley being the main guy. And I'm like, I don't know. That's the case, yeah. you know. So he's he would be another disappointment. Not on any of my teams, but a name that at least pops up. for uh, I'd have to be frustrated because I would have expected more from him. Uh, I will give one more here. And I, I wanted to hold off because we've we've – discussed him uh at length many times <laughs> through the weeks here it's been darren waller um i've i've i came into the season a very strong believer in uh in in waller being the focal point of the giants passing offense and this is you know a giants passing offense that, that uh, had what negative nine uh, <laughs> passing yards. team passing yeah. yep yeah. um so <laughs> it's been that sort of journey with waller where for the first few games of the season, um, he was he was involved for one of them, but then he had some really lackluster games in those first couple, and you were just kind of hoping things would turn around against the Dolphins. He went eight for eighty six, and you're like, all right, this 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 should work. Uh, takes a bit of a step back against the Bills, then has a big game against against Washington, uh, and then of course the the injury game uh, this last week. So. With Waller, unfortunately, it is such an up-and-down ride. We've talked about it on this podcast before where there are a handful of tight ends that have passed him up, and I still I just keep throwing him out there on a week-in, week-out basis, just hoping that he has one of those good games. But the problem is is that he could very easily give you nothing. And uh, at tight end where this year there's been more better tight ends than normal, it's it's been rather frustrating. All right, one last wide receiver, victim of circumstance, a team we've talked about a lot as well, uh, Amari Cooper in Cleveland, where you would have drafted him. The expectation that Deshaun Watson, while 
I never thought he'd get back to top five or what, whatever you know expectations folks would have had going out of his time in Houston, what seems like a lifetime ago, that you'd have some semblance of consistent play. Well, he's not on the field, and then we look at you know P.J. Walker and company. You've only got three games, and one of them happened this week in the loss to Seattle where he's had you know more than four receptions. It's only happened three times. Go back to week two against Pittsburgh, week three against Tennessee, and then this game against Seattle otherwise and two 100 yard games like you're just not getting consistency and if you went in early on him it's the all right i'm just got i have to play him because the targets sure. are going to still come but will they actually yield anything most weeks the answer is no uh tony pollard's also Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even this the, week with the big uh blowout win yeah wasn't no touchdowns since week one uh, maybe a little Calvin Ridley-esque because he thought that big things were coming and uh, just haven't been not only of the yardage not been there, but uh, not getting in the end zone either. So he has been frustrating. He is on uh, one of my teams. There it is, our frustrating players uh, so far in the fantasy football season. Uh, when we come back, Mike Carmen, Ryan Bershinger, and myself will make this a positive experience. Yeah, guys that we've loved having on our team so far, that's next here on I Want Your Flex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, time to put a smile on our face. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Find Ryan Bershinger at Ryan Bershinger and hit me up at Dan Byer on Fox. Guys, you've loved having on your fantasy football team this season. I'm just going to start. I've got Josh Allen in a couple of leagues, and I don't nice. care about the problems that they have. And they're, you know, even when like Josh Allen doesn't have like a Josh Allen sort of night, there are there are weeks when he just absolutely carries your football team. And I've got him in a couple of leagues. Uh, touchdown passes in every game so far this season. Uh, touchdown runs in all but three of them so far. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to have Josh Allen on my fantasy. Team. Oh, no question. I'm sitting on. Um... All but one league, I had Lamar Jackson as my starter. Just decided that was going to be my guy. Not so much for the uh, what everybody anticipated with Todd Munkin and like suddenly there was some guru that was going to fix everything. No, they they went and invested. You know, they had the slap fight between the GM and the wide receivers, hoping for a year of health from Mark Andrews but more just believing in what Lamar Jackson is as a player, both on the field and in the fantasy realm, that he would still deliver in, in big big ways. And, and right now he's QB4. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I uh, uh, Josh Allen was the, the, the first one that came to my mind as well. That has been a lot of fun, thankfully. Um, how about Raheem Mostert? Just because of the, the draft value that we sure. got him at. Yeah. Honestly, like I didn't draft him in, in the league that I have him in. I picked him up off waivers. Uh, after that makes it even game. more fun. Yeah, yeah. no, that's even better. Oh, it's, it's, it is wonderful. I mean, you've had, obviously, uh, two monster games. Of course, the, the, the Bronco game with three. Uh, four touchdowns total um, and then you had against the Panthers you have know, 17 for 115 and two on the ground also had a receiving touchdown in that game uh, the only concern is that uh, it, it looks like that production might you know start to start to regress a bit um, but I, I will say it has been uh, rather fun having him uh, he's, he's definitely been a, a huge part of carrying this team because like I said yeah you kind of picked him up uh, off the scrap heap so he was he was like my third or fourth running back on this team and made up for the fact that Miles Sanders was just uh, completely nothing so thank you Raheem the picking up of DeAndre Swift in the guillotine league that we are all in for $1 after week one nice. when he just had the three rushing yards uh, but he has been a pleasant surprise hasn't been the the dominating uh, workload guy that I thought huge plays that you had in Detroit at times. Um, but he's actually been really, really good. Again, just with the value that you uh, likely got him at. A lot of people gave up on him after week one. So that has at least been refreshing to have DeAndre Swift in the backfield and uh, not seeing him uh, buried behind someone else or taking up, uh, uh, you know, 
Oh, well, Kenneth Gainwell, I was going to say, you'd lose goal line touches, but that would mean Kenneth Gainwell would have to get into the end zone <laughs> and also stop DMing people at halftime. Um, <laughs> but uh, but DeAndre Swift it would be a, a nominee. Consistent, not not out of this world, guys. Not like, man, DeAndre Swift is as, at it again. But it's just been really good for for the value that I ended up getting him at. No, no question about it. Wide receiver, we've talked about a bunch. Uh, Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. who coming in is like player 20 in PPR leagues for the consistency after that week one uh, 3.2 point performance. He's been as consistent as almost anybody at the position, which is a nice find because he would have either been a late round draft pick uh, in most leagues. I picked him up on waivers and have had him for a couple of weeks in one league. And certainly for guillotine purposes, he, he was a uh, a very nice pickup uh, as the season wore on and rewarding me and keeping me uh, above the fray. Uh, same. Uh, Adam Thielen was another one of mine as well. And same situation. I picked him up off of waivers, and it's been a ton of fun. I also realized that uh, Thielen and Mostert uh, were both dropped by the same person in this league. So, oh, wow. Um, and that's our editor's lead. So, uh, Ricky Herrera, I, I'm, I'm very sorry for, <laughs> for what happened to you. Uh, but thank you very much for just uh, just tossing these guys out there for me. Um uh, another one, and I feel like he's almost been under the radar, even though he's running back two, and that's Travis Etienne. Right. Uh, he's arguably fantasy MVP. He's been incredible. Uh, the the numbers that he's been putting up on a, on a weekly basis this is a, a full PPR league over the last four weeks: thirty six point four, twenty three point three, twenty two point seven, twenty five point nine. Uh, it has been consistently excellent numbers and and production from Travis Etienne. Uh, so that that has been a, a, a fantastic. Especially he was he was my second round pick. So to have him uh, give first round value as the second round pick has been tremendous. Um, not world beater, but I didn't know how things were going to go in Tampa. Mike Evans continuing to uh to score touchdowns again. Not it's not out of your out of this world stuff, but I wondered if there was going to be a fall, like a step back, because you go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. You don't know if maybe Baker's going to have a rapport with Chris Godwin or or someone else. Sure, and you know Evans is scoring you know five touchdowns on the season it's been very positive not huge huge uh yardage games outside of the the bears game but enough where you're like all right i'm just gonna put mike evans in he's gonna get his stuff he's gonna do his thing even if there's a weird touchdown off of a helmet and goes into his lap hey whatever the case may be but having mike evans and him providing the production that he probably would have gotten with tom brady as his quarterback still still is a good thing no, and I'll, I'll, obviously the one thing that Tampa, you know, between all the numbers, they've been really good at turnover differential. They're number one in the league. Wow. Right? And Baker taking care of the football. You may not always make the best throw. You might might be uh, down on, you know, points per game in terms of what Tampa's putting up yeah. overall. But they're doing a good job at, at taking the ball away and, and not giving it back. So that's going to yield – better opportunities and you know i complained about rashad white before uh in theory that bodes well long term and it certainly has for evan's productivity to date um guy we'd be remiss in in this kind of scenario not talking about was 
uh, a guy like Zach Moss, who, yeah. while Jonathan Taylor was out, helped carry things. But even with Taylor back, still giving you good returns, you know, when it would look like you would just be relegated to another guy uh, once again. And, and certainly coming out of the draft process, right, you had Evan Hull, you had a lot of question. He gets hurt. Uh, kid from Northwestern, see obligatory Northwestern uh, comment for the weeks. But no, Hull was a guy that got drafted in a, in a lot of fantasy leagues based on what the pecking order looked to be while Taylor was out, and you know based on preseason, which again is another hey preseason football will do you in. But you know you look at what what Moss was in Buffalo and didn't hit. Yet week after week, you know, you're getting double digits even with Taylor back in. Um, I will mention uh, we haven't mentioned any of uh, the one of two guys, and it's probably because none of us have. Well, I know that Dan has one of them, but um, so I'll, I'll go with the other one. Uh, I I definitely wish I had Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'd be very happy if I had Christian McCaffrey. I don't have Christian McCaffrey anywhere, but uh, of course he scores in every game. Uh, he even <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> nice. Even when he's uh, even when he's hurt, apparently it really doesn't matter. Uh, I thought I'd be excited to have Elijah Mitchell once Christian McCaffrey's right. uh, oblique started uh, barking, and since then I believe he's uh, combined for uh, negative points in those two games. So <laughs> uh, <that> was, <laughs> uh, apparently uh, Christian McCaffrey has reached his his Iron Man season, and good for you, and and good for everyone who uh, took him first overall. Good job. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't even going to go top of the list, right? Because I think, like, I think, like, you know, it's nice to have Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have AJ Brown. Um, I mean, you know, you talk about the streak too. I guess if I, I don't have AJ Brown, I did get Tyree Kill in our guillotine league that we've talked about in the past, but I don't have him in in any other leagues, and that is a shame. Um, CD Lamb, I do have, mm-hmm. so that's probably my biggest name. And so, coming off of the week that he had, especially because there has been a lot of chatter about CD Lamb, yeah. Uh, so I've had it at the expense of Tony Pollard that we talked about last segment. Uh, at least seeing CD Lamb do his thing, but that's that's expected. Yeah. When the Cowboys are home playing against a team that they are better than, that kicks off at one o'clock Eastern time. It's like perfect opportunity for C.D. Lamb to show his stuff. And coming off that Rams game, he did. So it's fun when C.D. Lamb scores um, and does his stuff, even though there's been some question. So big name that way, um, I'd put C.D. Lamb probably probably even more than Tyreek Hill just because, uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill is just such a freaking machine. It's crazy. All right. Anybody, anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, anyone else? Are we missing anyone? No, I, I, you guys I, don't want to get to my IDP more, leagues and my you want to do that? Edwards? <laughs> I can go back to more airing of the grievances uh, <laughs> stuff. But, but yeah. certainly, you know, the positivity, you know, through eight weeks, it's just funny, right? As we, we flip and we did a little bit in, in the prior episode about, you know, just the – flux of the quarterback position because we're already starting to creep towards those numbers that we had last year in terms of numbers of quarterback starting games and so everything the pinball effect and the you know lamentation that we had a week the more than no buys yeah that was funky which really made no sense in the middle of the season but again scheduling being what it is the mess that it is that 
you know, now we move back into week nine and try to come on the downside of things. And hopefully uh, your roster is not obliterated by a bunch of red red marks next to your players' names. I want to end on a positive note. So I'm not going to talk about the late window of games that we have coming up uh, in week nine. So I just want to end <laughs> on a positive note. I'm not going to say anything about the Colts at Panthers, Giants at Raiders, and Cowboys and Eagles. So I'm not going to say anything about that late window scheduling-wise that we've got in Week 9 because I want to end on a positive note, guys, and that's what we're going to do. Well, at least you have that one game to pay attention to during your window on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. At least there's one positive. Oh, man. Uh, Hey, you know, we can watch Zach Moss. Which I agree with you. You, you know, there's there's Adam Thielen for those Panther fans out there. Uh, but if you see Miles Sanders get the ball, close your eyes. All right, there it is. <laughs> uh, a little different twist on the episode. Uh, hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Get Bursch at Ryan Bershinger. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. All right, we'll look ahead to week nine and all of uh, everything that it has to offer and so much more uh, next time right here on I Want Your Flex. Talk to you then. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.